um, and then the importance of keeping it simple, taking baby steps. And that's really, really important. Yeah. Every time he goes and pee, he flushes the liver. Now, every time he flushes the liver, he does two push-ups. Imagine uh, this is a trigger that you really cannot resist either. So every time uh, someone else flushes the toilet and he hears it, he needs to go to the, to the ground and do a push-up. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, welcome back to this week's episode. And we are still talking about the habit for your psychological well-being. So we're talking a bit uh, more about habit, habit forming. But um, in the uh, previous episode, if you haven't listened to it yet, you should because, um, first of all, you get to know Krishna better. Hello, Krishna. Uh, lovely to have you back today. Thank you, Christine. It's always a pleasure to have you on your show. <laughs> um, and so you get to know a bit more about him, um, but also why is it important to look after yourself and how habits can actually help you with your psychological well-being, which is one of the specialties um, of Krishna. Uh, so we decided to do this whole series for you. And today we're talking a bit more, like I said, about the research on habit formations. So a bit more on the research side. And um, Krishna has also written a dissertation about this. So you're going to hear all about this now. Krishna, I hand over to you to start off um, this conversation. Thank you so much, Christine. I think I'll uh, dive straight in. Um, most of the people, when they hear about or think about habits, I think the word, uh, the number 21 comes in, pop right in. Um, I think a lot of people are of the opinion or they believe that it takes 21 days to form a new habit. It's not true, maybe true, but it's not absolutely true. The number could vary from 18 days to 254 days, according to yes. a study conducted by Dr. Philippa Lali. She's from the University of College London, UCL, and it clearly says it takes about 66 days on an average. So the keyword is average. I mean, you could do it probably in 21 days or more than two months. That's absolutely fine. So I think it's important not to get stuck on the idea that it takes X number of days for you as an individual to form a new habit. So once that is out of the, you know, out of it, out of your mindset saying that, okay, it's that number, I think you feel more relaxed. Yes, I, I agree because um, uh, me as a very structured person and I'm, motivated really by progress and also knowing by um having an end in in the side um it can be a bit of pressure to say okay i do this for 21 days and then it's going to be easy and then maybe at the end you think that actually it's not a habit yet why so i think it's really important to point out and to let go of this number just see what habit you want to form and um then uh, you will see how long it takes and uh, don't give up because you can make everything happen, everything, good or bad. <laughs> Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more on that. Um, 
There's also uh, Dr. B.J. Fogg. He, he's the director of Behavior Design Lab, Stanford University. He has this thing called Tiny Habits. I think his website is also called tinyhabits.com, uh, where he uh, clearly takes us through uh, the steps involved in creating a new habit. Um, and then the importance of keeping it simple, taking baby steps. And that's really, really important for mm. progressing. Yeah. Uh, most of, I mean, for example, if you talk about uh, getting or hitting the road for going for a run, people usually want to do it like, you know, hit two kilometers from day one. And then that's on willpower, like, you know, so, and then you get on to Strava and then, you know, you're on it, you buy the new sneakers and then, uh, in seven days, you're nowhere on the scene. You know, your willpower is exhausted. You can't keep up because you're trying really, really, you're taking big steps. Yeah. Uh, the key is to take baby steps and make it so easy that you can not do it. Yeah. It, it, so, I can really relate to this um, going for a run thing because um, I never wanted to run and I always found it uh, boring. Now I love it and yeah. I can't think of not going for a run. Um, but, I, and I'm, I'm not an unfit person, yes, but when I started to run, um, I couldn't run even maybe for two minutes straight. <laughs> it was impossible because my body was just not used to it. The legs and the lungs were not used to it. And I'm not a smoker. I'm super healthy lifestyle in general. But um, I didn't give up and I took baby steps. And, and I used an app for that as well to get into the habit of, okay, um, I can run for one minute and then I walk for one minute. I run for one minute or something like that. And, and then it increases the running time and decreases the... Um, walking time and this is how um, I now run 10 kilometers straight without a problem but it took a time but uh, this is with every habit so really love that you say this you have to take baby steps and I will make sure I link back to all the resources you're mentioning here on the website so creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast you will find the links to all the things that Krishna is mentioning here well, that's fantastic. Congratulations on your 10K. <laughs> that's you. really amazing to know. Yes. Wonderful. Took, uh, uh, took a long time. It took me um, a few months to get to 5K and then a few more to get to 10K. So probably a year or even longer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still in the 5 to 10K because I get bored, as you said, and then yes. um, I don't take baby steps. It's just... Uh, <laughs> You know, once in a month kind of a thing just to push myself. Yeah. I do enjoy running, but I haven't made it to a habit, which yeah. I don't want to know, so that's fine. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, the key to understanding how you create a habit is to understand this word called trigger or cue. Now, this could be uh, something that you're already doing in your life, for example, brushing, for example, you know, waking up, checking your phone, anything that you do currently can be used as a trigger, something that triggers a behavior. For, for example, Dr. B.J. Fogg, as I said, um, he uses the example, every time he goes and pee, he flushes the liver. Now, every time he flushes the liver, he does two push-ups. Now, the key number is two, T-W-O, just two push-ups. Now, he does it like obviously more than once in a day. So the number of push-ups that happens in a day goes from two to 20, maybe, we don't know. Yes. But then that's really the key versus you dedicate, uh, say, half an hour for stretching and push-ups and then you don't do push-ups within seven days, you stop. 
Uh, so you don't end up having that progress that we discussed, uh, which is so important earlier. So following BJ Fogg's uh, tiny habits model, it's very easy to do push-ups. You can easily do one push-up. You can even start with one push-up, as he says, um, mm -hmm. and he recommended also. And then once the trigger and behavior, flush the liver and doing the push-up becomes automatic. Now, this is the key. Flush the liver, doing the push-ups. The number does not matter here. You can go from one to seven once it's become a habit or automatic. Yes. So the key to understanding is um, you can pick any of the triggers in your life, uh, maybe brushing in the morning or getting out of the uh, bed, for example, and saying an affirmation, you know, as soon as I put my feet uh, from the bed onto the floor, I'm going to, you know, do this incantation or affirmation. Now that's again, using a trigger that you are currently doing and then plugging in a new behavior and making really, really simple and easy and really small steps. Mm. Yeah, very nice. Uh, the example is also funny, uh, kind of in a way, because uh, imagine uh, this is a trigger that you really cannot resist either. So every time uh, someone else flushes the toilet and he hears it, he needs to go to the to the ground and do a push up, or he's in a restaurant and uh, flushes the toilet. You probably don't want to, want to go to the ground and do a push up. But exactly, that's the only thing you need to keep in check. Yeah, stay away from. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from dirty floors. No, but I think it's really nice. It's a nice idea to do things. Um, what I recently uh, have done um, in, I mean, I always worked from home uh, for the past few years, but um, during COVID time, obviously there was even less movement yeah? and even lockdown, even less. So uh, we weren't allowed to go out and of the house and stuff like that. So I could really feel... Um, my bum hurting after a while <laughs> from sitting down and also my legs uh, uh, were different. So, um, and that was because I was not used to um, just sit down all the time and work. And even though, I, like I said, I, I used to work from home even before that, um, it was different. So I made it a habit to set an alarm for every half hour or um, put, decide on three tasks I want to do and when I finish this or the alarm goes off, I will do a bit of exercise, two or three minutes stretching or also like uh, you just mentioned, uh, some push-ups or some sit-ups or something like that, um, or at least to get up from the chair and move. And that really worked well. Uh, and it was a bit annoying at the beginning because I was like, oh, I'm interrupting my work. But I'm not because I decided when I want to do this and I decide, okay, I'm I'm going to write these five emails and I'm going to review this investor's deck and I'm going to um, put this on social media. And once I've done all these three things, I will then do a bit of exercise and even just three minutes. And in this way, first of all, I got a lot of exercise in throughout the day, but it really helped me um, with taking breaks, with getting more focused once I got back to the table and um, it calmed me down and I felt less stress actually. Absolutely. Um, I would agree. In fact, I have done the same thing. Uh, you know, I would put an alarm for 55 minutes, mm -hmm. finish my work and then do um, 15 walking lunges up and down and one minute plank and some 30 push-ups odd and then you're fresh you, and, and a glass of water and you're back within five minutes and uh, the switching off that we discussed earlier. Uh, that happens and your you know, nervous system and your neurons have time to you know, find new patterns, be creative, you're more focused on your work when you're back after doing this. It's fantastic. Yeah, glad to know, Christine. Yeah.
Yeah, very good. Okay, um, looking at uh, some more info, um, I know you prepared a lot of things to talk about. So I don't know, um, some other things you want to Yes, um, I think linking back, we've been specifically talking about body, you know, well-being of the body, but uh, let's uh, talk about well-being of your, you know, of your mind because that's where everything happens in a way, stress, anxiety, all of that, and psychology to begin with. So my dissertation, in fact, was based on creating a habit of uh, meditation. Um, you know, it was very a stressful period. Mm. Dissertation time, was, and uh, uh, the participants obviously were students, postgrad students, doing their own uh, dissertation as well. So I kind of applied the same uh, structure there. You know, I used uh, uh, the triggers that they were currently doing, uh, you know, brushing at, in the morning and at night, and three meals a day, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I used this existing behavior as triggers for the students, my participants, mm -hmm. and uh, made the act of meditation extremely simple. All I did was ask them to count down from 60 to one, that's one minute. I mean, everybody has one minute to spare, 60 seconds to yeah. spare. So I just asked them to count down from 60 to one. If they wish so, they could visualize the number or, you know, Imagine they are an elevator and going down from floor 60 to floor one. So it's easier to engage in their minds and not get distracted. And for 60 seconds, that's it, 60 to one. And now this is a new behavior they wanted to you know, plug in or a new habit to uh, have. And I've kind of tagged along with an existing behavior. I used a brushing in the morning. So as soon as, this is the key, immediately after you brush in the morning, you know, find a place wherever you want um, and uh, be in a comfortable position and just close your eyes if you want to and then simply count in your mind from 60 to one, that's it. And repeat the process. Now frequency is also important. It's two things are important. One is to keep things very simple and two, to increase the frequency. So uh, I've asked them to repeat the process after breakfast, lunch, dinner, and after brushing at night as well. So mm -hmm. you have five minutes of meditation a day and it's very easy to do. No, you know, it doesn't require any mental or physical uh, you know, gymnastics, so to yeah. speak. It's very easy. You could do it every day. And then of course I told them, you know, irrespective of the time, I mean, you could have breakfast at 11, seven in the morning. It doesn't matter. The yeah. only thing that you're targeting to do is immediately after these five times as triggers. And um, I think it was very interesting because I had particip uh, participants from different countries uh, and ethnicities and uh, you know, uh, different genders as well. Um, they all reported within, I think, about 10 days onwards, they found to be you know, really calm. They were yes. not so stressed and they could focus on their work, uh, you know, part-time work or the dissertation. It was really, really positive and uh, it really helped them a lot. And uh, I think uh, by day 10, they had a sense of automaticity, which means it was becoming kind of, yeah, second nature, autopilot. Uh, so again, the number 21 is just a number. Uh, you do tend to do this uh, automatic, much less than that. And I remember when uh, the project got over, um, the next day, I just checked on all the students uh, you know, did you do uh, your meditation today? In fact, all of them said they did because it had become automatic. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to do it. 
because the project got over. Yes. Um, and they did it. So it was really amazing and, um, you know, very exciting. It's uh, amazing. I'm going to implement that today because um, I, uh, I, I love that you say, um, okay, creating a habit can be kind of easy if you have automated triggers of things that you do anyway every day. Um, because a lot of times people think, I want to create this habit. Okay, it's a new, something new I need to do and something new I need to do and another new thing I need to do. And oh, I already do this in the morning and I do it. But if it's simple, if it's short, and if you can attach it to something that you do anyway, it, it will help you really um, to get used to this because I'm, um, I'm, I'm having, for example, a gratitude journal every evening that I write and I also um, do a meditation every day. However, yesterday, for example, I didn't uh, do one. But thinking about it, it's also because I... I don't have a specific trigger when I want to do the meditation. Usually yes. I, I try, um, I tried <clears throat> in the past to do it when I wake up. So before I even leave the bed, um, I, I do like a five minute meditation and I find it easier to do a guided meditation. Um, because it's another thing that people are always afraid of meditation because they think like, my God, what does it mean? I need to sit still for one hour and not think about nothing. This yeah. is what meditation yeah. is about, yeah? Um, because uh, if you're not a monk that uh, trained this for the last 20, 30 years, it's going to be very difficult to free up your mind. What it is, is about being mindful, accepting the thoughts that come into your mind, but letting go of them. And also this is very difficult. But even, I promise you, if you try to um, meditate for five minutes. If you try to meditate for one minute, if you're focusing on counting down from 60, even easier because you're actually doing something and it's kind of a meditation, it will help you. It will calm down your mind and it, you feel less, less, less stressed. So I really can testify meditation just works. It just does. And no matter how short, how long it is, but like you said, the frequency is important. And even better now, this is something new I learned, is to attach it to trigger. So I will do what you said. Um, I will do the same thing. So probably when I brush my teeth, I might do some squats um, to get active in the morning. Um, every time I um, go to the toilet, I might do something. Um, <coughs> and I will add these one-minute meditations counting from 16 backwards. So thank you very much. And I suggest everyone to do this because, like Krishna said, you do have one minute. Do not tell me you don't have the one minute and the five minutes overall because all of you and you know it spent more time on Instagram and other social media, YouTube, than uh, these five minutes. And why not take these one minute away um, five times a day to um, work towards your well-being and being calm? Yeah, absolutely, Christian. In fact, I would like to add on to what you said. If you want to be grateful and you want to find trigger, one of the uh, best ways is to, uh, you know, attach it to your phone. Every time your phone rings or you reach out to check anything, you know, open the, your screen. Uh, before you do that, you can say, you know, I love myself or I'm, you know, I'm really grateful to whatever you want to be grateful for. So every time you reach out to your device, as, assuming you do it 10 times a day, there you go. You've practiced your gratefulness for 10 times. So that's Probably a, more, a, yes. Our, yeah, our phone is a great, great trigger mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, practice what you want to, whatever you want to practice. Very good. Thank you. Yes, lovely. 
Um, what else? What else do we have um, that you might want to mention? Yeah, I think uh, uh, the big idea is to find triggers that you already have like you said uh christine is that we want to do but we don't know where to plug in this new behavior when should i do this and when you create a new when or a new trigger it is so new that you miss it for example so it is always better to attach or use your existing current behavior whatever it could be you know drinking water or getting into the car or before once you are in the car starting your ignition you could attach something the moment you sit down before you open your laptop you could you know use as a trigger uh, to you know write down three things that you really want to do or when you wake up in the morning first thing you look in the mirror you want to say okay by the end of today these are the three things that you know i want to accomplish especially in a startup you know uh, what's the uh, target for the next 90 days you, you could probably start visualizing uh, the end of a goal every day so it becomes more stronger you visualize and um, i think uh, being mindful or being aware of what you're currently doing is the big step towards adding to new behaviors yeah yeah very nice and also i will actually i think it's also if you're in a startup and if you're not by yourself for example but you have a team uh, a co-founder and stuff um, get them on board with these kind of things and and look after yourself and the people around you suggesting these kind of things um, and ask them to to do it with you because then um, it becomes even easier no isn't it if you have like an accountability partner let's say and said okay we agreed on doing this let's do this together um, this can also help to continue um, building a habit Right. Uh, I would also like to add when it comes to startups or even, you know, general population yes. or students, uh, we have a habit of making statements. Oh, I don't know how to get this done. Oh, I don't know how to find the solution for this. Um, and probably we ask the wrong question. Oh my God, what will happen to me, etc. Rather than that, instead of statements, probably we can ask questions. Uh, who can I talk to to find a solution? How can I find a solution to this? Uh, how many uh, how many other ways of, of uh, you know doing this are there let me let me do what i can so these are a lot more powerful uh, ways of you know thinking rather than uh, disempowering statements or disempowering questions so you know it's very important to understand that we do have this self talk making statements and uh, disempowering questions all the time yeah only the frequency and strength varies so yeah it's important whether you are in a startup or not to practice the uh, empowering statements or asking the uh, right questions or empowering questions because your brain cannot ignore a question it has to find an answer <laughs> yes yeah. and, uh, it is also what what also is true with the brain and which i really like is that the brain cannot distinguish between um, this is real and this is a fake because it's just you feeding your brain with stuff so if you're feeding your brain with negativity and negative self-talk um, swear words and stuff like this this is what it takes for real if you start um, want to build confidence and stuff and to tell yourself all the time uh, this is why it works really works if you talk to the mirror and say I can do this it's amazing it's gonna be great it's gonna be a success your brain starts believing that so getting rid of these negative habits like you said of um, seeing only the problems is maybe shifting to a solution focused mindset 
um, is also something that you can learn and something that you can make a habit and something that you can do. Yes, uh, absolutely. So uh, the key uh, vocabulary that you need to learn is to keep it simple, trigger, what is a trigger, what is a cue, existing behavior, keep it really simple and easy to do, increase the frequency, attach your new behavior, new goal, what you want to have as a habit to what is you're currently doing, and then you know, look for progress, don't beat yourself up. If you miss a couple of sessions, that's absolutely fine. You need to be around for long term, whether you're a startup or not. Uh, it's, it's a long game and uh, it's easy if you, if you are a partner with your brain and understand how it functions and how habits work. And I think it, it's, it's really wonderful to be on the other side, to be empowered and positive and to have a you know, growth mindset. Amazing, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about all these conversations. I can't wait for you uh, to record the next episode with you um, because there's so many things I want to implement. And even, again, if you know these things, does not mean they will have a positive effect. You have to take action. So sometimes it's always nice to also remind ourselves about certain things that we already did maybe in the past or that we knew about but never implemented. Uh, now, now is the time really to implement stuff and to take action when you listen to this episode. So if, if you don't take uh, action, I don't want you to listen to my podcast anymore. <laughs> There's a threat for you. But um, yeah. we gave you I think, uh, Yes. I think um, uh, it would also be beneficial to divide your goals, you know, your well-being goals into physical and mental or psychological and then have maybe, you know, one to three goals of, you know, uh, well-being, physical physical well-being goals and one to three uh, uh, mental well-being goal. Uh, yep. You know, on the physical side, you could be you know, looking at salad, fruits or water or exercise. And on the mental well-being, you could look at, you know, affirmations, visualization, meditation, or, you know, being grateful, etc. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, great. And, and you can choose the ones that work for you. There's no one fits yep. all solution. What fits into your lifestyle? When does it fit into your lifestyle? And what habits can you... Um, can you create and with which kind of triggers this is all up to you we can only give you suggestions and they were all amazing and it all sounds so easy it's not but if you start taking a step we promise you it will have a long-term effect on your psychological well-being absolutely and uh, one habit at a time i forgot to mention that just yes. one at a time once it's automatic stack on it yeah yes that is uh, also very important. I agree on that because um, I'm also a person who wants to do everything at once. Everything at once, to, yes. Yes, and then I have to stop myself and think like, okay, no, let's start with this. And once I've done yeah. that, I can, I can put on another thing. And as much as you like. And this is the same like I um, talked to Alice. We've all been there. Yeah. Yes, yes. And it's the same with, with what I talked to Alice about last time, uh, which is the student I was talking about earlier. And she also, uh, we, we basically suggested, okay, it's the same with activities you're taking up when you're a student and yeah. you start your life. You don't have to sign up to 15 societies and some other social stuff yeah. and this and that. You only have to do maybe one at a time because it's impossible for you to know how much time do you actually have for things. And then you get stressed out and then you get just disappointed and you don't do nothing uh, 100%. So if you, if you start with three things, um, three activities that you want to do in your student life or even just one do it right then you can evaluate how much time do I have let's choose something else that I want so I want to be in this filming society okay let's do that first 
oh my God, that's taking so much time. I won't be able to do another one. Or you can test out different things and see which one works best for you and then decide which ones you want to do. But with the habit building, one at a time. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I just remember that when it comes to students, um, they could use a flashcards as a new behavior for you know getting into long-term memory whenever they can find five to ten uh, triggers during the day. Use of flashcards to remember more so that gets into the long-term memory and for startups or people who want to be on social media or LinkedIn and start uh, you know vlogging or you know creating videos. Mm -hmm. Start small. Take uh, you know every time you reach out a phone, find five triggers. Um, record just five seconds. Uh, you know, speak into the camera. Just say hi um, and you know, good morning and have a good day. That's it. Just about three to five seconds, and that becomes habit. It's easy to do. Uh, you can find ten triggers. So by the end of probably you know a couple of weeks, you'll be so automatic. Uh, you'll be so easily picking the phone and speaking into the camera. That becomes uh, easy, and then you can focus on the content after that. Yeah. Thank you. I think that leads nicely to the finish of this episode, unless there was anything else that we missed out that you can think of and want to mention now. No, I'm absolutely um, uh, happy that we've covered um, uh, in with personal experience and also, you know, what things did not work out and what need to be focused on. I think, uh, you know, letting off that number 21, uh, because that's very, you know, we do have our individual differences. So, uh, just focus on the progress as we said and I think it's all good to go yes and um, we have uh, two more episodes that we were recording we'll be recording and one is we go even more into and probably repeat some of the stuff that we mentioned here just to remind you because like I said it's nice to hear something but then you need to remind it uh, to be reminded about something how you can actually um, create habits and how maybe even some more tips how we can make this easier and also um, we will reply to questions that were sent to us um, via social media and via um, email um, about habit formation and um, reprogramming your brain if we might say so okay yeah. so thank you yeah, and yes uh, very importantly, uh, as Christine mentioned, be careful about using flush as a trigger. <laughs> it's the main, main takeaway from today's episode. <laughs> if, you, if you build a havoc on flushing your toilet, be mindful about it. It's all I need <laughs> Amazing. Yes. So, Christine, I really, really enjoyed this. Thank you so much. I will start implementing right from today. Um, some of the stuff that you mentioned and I'm really looking forward to recording the next episode with you. Likewise, Christian. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Looking Thank forward you. to it. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Take care. That was it. Thanks for tuning in and just to let you know there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart and it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.